This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are, Raider Nation. Back in the studio on a Monday. Legal tampering is off and running. It's a lot of slow... Movement out of the gate for the silver and black, which I was feeling really good about. I was telling JT the brick just about, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes ago. That's a good sign for the Raiders. If there's not a whole lot of movement, that means that they're still in on JC Jackson. As there was many reports out earlier today that them and the Chargers were kind of hot and heavy after JC. And I thought that that was a good, a good, uh, a good get or a good move, at least for the Raiders. Knew it was going to be a long shot for them to land him, knowing that he was going to go to the highest bidder. And apparently it went down to the Chargers and the Raiders. And just about, I don't know, two, three minutes ago, Adam Schefter tweeted out the Chargers are giving former Patriots cornerback J.C. Jackson a five-year, $82.5 million deal, $40 million guaranteed. So there you go. There's, uh, there it is. J.C. Jackson is going to go to the Chargers. So now if you're the silver and black, that's okay. You didn't get the guy that you wanted. That's fine. You know, that's what happens. Every every free agent you go after, you're not going to land. And that's just for every team in the league. They're not always going to land the free agent that they want. But looks like the Chargers are putting together a hell of a defense. Look like it's going to be a hell of a battle in the AFC West next season. And now the Raiders are going to have to go on to plan B. And please believe they have plan B, C, D, E, and F all sitting there at the Henderson facility. So uh, don't get too upset. Don't get too, uh, you know, concerned because you haven't seen any kind of um, you know, any kind of conversation about players that, that are agreeing to terms with the Raiders. Again, it's just the early stages still of of uh, the free agent tampering period. So it is what it is. It is what it is. But like you said, this AFC West, I think that's what hurts for Raider fans where it's just like, dang. I mean, it's going to be a dogfight. No, it's going to be a dogfight. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. It's going to be a dogfight. And that Charger defense has just gotten that much better. And so, yeah, it's a big miss. You know, obviously the Raiders, and, and I know for one myself personally, I really wanted to see the Raiders land, J.C. I thought that would be a hell of an addition. But uh, I, as I said, they have to go to plan B. I don't know if that's Stephon Gilmore. There's been some other names that they've been, uh, you know, also um, uh, tied in with. So maybe that's what direction they, they go. But please believe they weren't putting all their, their eggs in one basket with J.C. Jackson. But I do think that it was good that we didn't really hear too much all morning long about what the Raiders were doing. I saw their name tied in with a couple different players here and there, but they weren't really, and Stephon Gilmore happened to be one of them, but it wasn't really, you know, oh my gosh, the, the Raiders are putting this full court press on this team. It wasn't like that, or this player. It wasn't like that, so I thought that that was good, and I felt like that meant that they were still in the running for JC, and it, it sounded like they, it went down to, to the wire, and uh, he ultimately picked the Chargers, so there you go. Yeah, like you said, the Chargers, they're stockpiling. They're going all in. I think that the Raiders, they're they are playing it back. They're playing it slow. They're sitting back and waiting. But fans are getting a little anxious now when you see all the other teams in the division yeah. make some moves. Of course, and of it's course. It's not a good thing or a bad thing. We don't know yet. No, 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 not at all. Because, again, you don't know what the front office is planning on doing. Uh, you know that they have a certain amount of money that they're going to be dealing with. And so uh, there's, there's probably uh, a certain amount that they said, hey, this is what we're willing to give you. And I think ultimately the Chargers – the Chargers probably overpaid them. And, and that's fine. That's what free agency is. You overpay players. That's exactly what it is. And, and that's your own fault because you didn't draft well enough to have your own. So you have to go out there and, and over, overspend on a guy. And look, J.C. Jackson was a guy that was undrafted free agent. So he's getting his bag. He should absolutely go to the highest bidder.
You know what I mean? Like, there should be no other options but, uh, you know, go out there and get as much money as possible because this is his big-time contract, so I don't I don't blame him whatsoever. But uh, everyone's now anticipating that uh, Stephon Gilmore is going to be announced to the Raiders uh, soon. And, I mean, I think... I think that that's a good a good option. It's a good plan B. It's not it's not a long term plan. I think it's more of a maybe one to two year plan instead of a four to five year plan. But here it is. This is where we're at right now. So, but if you say like the uh, one to two year plan, if the Raiders are all in for this season, it's not a bad plan to have. No, 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 not at all. Because he can still contribute exactly. So it's not it's not a bad plan at all. And again, we don't even know if that's what it is. We just know uh, from everything that's rolled out earlier today that that was. That's uh that the, they were tied to they were tied to that uh, to Stephon Gilmore. So we'll, like I said, we'll see if that in, in fact does happen. But uh, hey, here you know we, we just continue to monitor it. We continue to see how it rolls out. I will say that outside of what teams were real, I mean there was some t- like the Jacksonville Jaguars were were throwing out stupid money. Like Christian Kirk got paid. Him and J C Jackson basically have the same contract. Right, exactly, and they're not the same player for a receiver who's only had in his five year career three hundred yard games. Man, the dude. Christian Kirk, and I'm not, again, I don't mind any player that gets paid because, again, if you can get it, go get it. Christian Kirk has had one season over 900 yards receiving. One. That was last season. I mean, just for example, and now he's getting paid. He is getting a massive, massive deal. where he getting, He's getting, I like how they structured the contract, though. They gave him like $20 million signing bonus this year, and then $1.5 million is his base salary. Well, who cares about your base salary when you got a $20 million signing bonus? Hidden immediately, right? Exactly. So that's that's a, that's a good thing for him. But uh, yeah, there's there's been a lot of there's been a lot of agreements to contracts. Of course, they cannot be finalized until the new league year opens up, which is on uh, which is on Wednesday, and then that's when everything will really be uh, put to bed. But uh, yeah, the the big fish that the Raiders were looking for, the big fish that I was looking for, the Raiders to land is now going to division rival the Chargers as J.C. Jackson agreeing to the five year, eighty two and a half million dollar deal. Uh, Forty million dollars guaranteed. Uh, that's how it all goes down. So now there you go. Uh, the first, the first one out of the gates is a swing and a miss. Now we'll see what the Raiders do uh, following that up. Uh, we've also seen reports that uh, Devontae Adams has told the Packers that he's not going to play under the franchise tag. Which why would he? You know what I mean? I mean you're you're one play away. So I have no doubt that uh, the the Packers are going to get him re-signed. There's been some reports that are coming out from multiple people saying that he's demanding a trade. And I haven't seen that, but it's funny. There's a guy that actually put it out a tweet saying that he, uh, he demanded that Devontae Adams is demanding a trade to the Raiders. And so I said, well, I don't know about demanding a trade. We'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. And so now, so now he, he hit me up and sent me a direct message. It was like, would you like to get on the, the phone call with me and the, and the Packers front organization? I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you ain't got to prove nothing to me. I'm just telling you why anybody would be questioning it because we're not hearing nothing. But, yeah, this dude is really on my uh, direct messages telling me that he's going to put me on the phone line with the, with the Green Bay Packers. We should actually do it on the, on the air. That'd be pretty funny, huh? Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Dude. Like, if he had <laughs> yeah, this sort ahead, of dog. access. Go ahead, dog. <laughs> Hey, and this is a Q Myers. He has a couple of questions. I should, I should, I should say, yeah. Give me your number. Let me call. We'll call you right now, and then we'll do it on the air, and then it'll embarrass the hell out of him. But no, I wouldn't do him like that. That's cold. But still, I mean, I would kind of do it. That's yeah, kinda funny. I, you you took the time out to mention it on air. It's kind of because it came to my mind right now. It just it just happened to pop into my head. But you don't want to embarrass him too bad. No, nah, but I mean, he kind of embarrassed himself. Like I would never reach out to someone and send a direct <laughs> message and be like, "Do you want to be on the phone lines with the Raiders organization?" Like, why would why would you do that? What, what what kind of sense does that make? No, flex. You wanted to, no, it's not a flex. I've got that access. It's, it's, no, but it's a it's a young cat in the game that would really 
burn his relationship immediately with anybody if if he ever did something like that. So I wouldn't set him up like that. But do we think that he does have this access? No. Is this cap? No. No, we don't. Okay. No, we don't. We don't think that at all. Oh, okay. And, and even if he did, like I said, I wouldn't get involved in that because I'm not going to be the reason why dude doesn't – he doesn't make it. I'm not going to be that guy. I could be that guy, but I'm not going to be that guy. So coming up on the show today, with all that being said, uh, we have Mike Sando from The Athletic. He's coming up at 2.30 to talk – all things NFL free agency, what he's surprised by, what he's not surprised by, where he thinks the next uh, you know domino will drop. Uh, talk a little Deshaun Watson. Friday, his uh, criminal charges were were um, were let it be known that he wasn't going to get uh, criminal charges filed, and so there's been a lot of teams hot and heavy after Deshaun Watson. Uh, we've heard about the Panthers. We've heard about the Saints. Apparently, he's meeting with them the next 48 hours, so that's going to be interesting, but we'll talk to Mike Sando coming up at 2.30. At, at 3 o'clock, we'll have cover three NFL news and notes of the day, and we'll try to go through as much as possible. There's so much going on. So much going on. I mean, there is so much going on that, you know, it's, 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 it's impossible to do it all in a, in a 10-minute segment. It just is. Hold on, but real quick, you mentioned of all the teams that may be going after Deshaun Watson on bio watch, Jalen Hurts removed Eagles QB from his bio. Ooh. I saw that over the weekend, and, <laughs> and what I, what I, uh, as I did a little bit of research into that, I heard that he never had quarterback Eagles quarterback on there to begin with oh man that's what I heard I mean I don't know because I don't go to his bio to see if he has quarterback or Eagles quarterback on there I don't so I don't know I don't know if that's if that's real or not but I did see that that pop up and and people start saying oh he's not going to be the Eagles quarterback anymore because it doesn't say that three first round picks yeah yeah okay well we'll see we'll see what happens with uh, Deshaun Watson that's an interesting uh, situation going on with him I just don't know how all that shakes out and I don't know how teams feel comfortable in making a big time trade but they very well could. Um, did Patrick Mahomes? I think Patrick Mahomes just got married. Yes, he did. <laughs> I just saw the tweet right now, uh, and I don't know how it got retweeted into my uh, into my Twitter feed, but yeah, I just saw it right now. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Mahomes. That's from Brittany Mahomes. That's everyone's favorite Patrick Mahomes' wife. <laughs> Everybody loves her, don't they? <laughs> we gotta know. Did the what did the brother do for the first dance? Oh gosh. That that whole that whole situation is just exactly that. That is absolutely a situation that I don't want anything to do with. Well, congratulations to Patrick Mahomes. Coming up at 3.30, Ed Grady from ESPN Las Vegas. He's on the press box with Tyler Bischoff, 7 to 10 a.m. on our sister station. He'll join us. He also uh, works for the RJ, does a lot of good work. Talk about the Raiders. He'll talk about what direction he thinks that the team should go in, what they should be what they should be looking at. Not really what player, but what position that they should be looking at. We'll talk all things Raiders with Ed Grady coming up at 3.30. So that's the guest lineup that we have for you. We have Mike Sando from The Athletic at 2.30. Ed Grady from uh, from ESPN Las Vegas coming up at 3.30. Now it's time for us to jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. So i got a couple different topics that I want to drop in your ear hole, and I would love for you to respond to uh, 702-365-9200, also the Salmon Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. Now that we know J.C. Jackson is going to the Chargers, five years, $82.5 million deal, uh, that's a big-time deal for him. He's getting he's getting his paper. He, he got caked up. Up, right, he's getting his buddy. Want to know your reaction to that? How you're feeling about that as a as a proud member of the Raider Nation? And then, in the spirit of free agency, and this was really my real topic, was what was your favorite Raiders free agent signing? Like, what was the one free agent signing that you saw that you thought, man, that's the good one? And it didn't have to necessarily even work out, but it was one that you were excited about. And then, what was the signing that you hated the most? Like, what signing was it that you saw and you're like, oh, that's not going to work? That's going to be a bad one. And then what was the one that you thought was going to be a good one? Again, 
They might not, either one of them might not have worked out, or they both might have worked out, and you just weren't a big fan of it. Let me know. 702-365-9200. Looking for your favorite Raiders free agent sign-in of all time, and then the worst Raider free agent sign-in, in your opinion, of all time. Again, one that you thought was a bad one from the jump. Not one that turned out to be bad, but one that you thought was a bad one from the jump. So uh, hit us up. Again, I know Raider Nation has a lot of good thoughts. 702-365-9200 and Sam and Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. Matter of fact, let me go to the text line real quick. Jay in Vegas. It's looking like the Raiders' plan is to do nothing at all. You make moves to create cap space, yet you sit back and watch all other teams in the division get better via trade or now in free agency. Forget about the big fish. There were quality offensive linemen to start the day, which is a big need, and you do nothing. Is the front office still busy organizing the office furniture? That's from Jay in Vegas. No, I don't think that they had to jump into it. Uh, again, I think one of the offensive linemen that they should be going after is, is Morgan Moses in, in New York with the Jets. His name hasn't been brought up that all of a sudden he's getting a big contract thrown at him. He's probably going to get, you know, one, he'll probably be part of that tier two, uh, tier two guys. So I don't think that they had to be super aggressive going after everybody. It clearly sounded like they were pretty, pretty deep into conversation with JC Jackson. It didn't work out and, and he ended up picking the Chargers. So I don't think that's a bad thing just because their names aren't in the, aren't often running like everybody else. This is not a, it's not a 50 yard dash. It ain't a hundred yard dash. This is a, it's a marathon. So I don't, I don't think it's really a bad thing. And I'm sure, like I mentioned at the top, they've got backup plan B, backup plan C, backup plan D. Look, there's still big-time offensive linemen that are still out there that haven't had their name called. You know, we haven't found out reports about uh, Armstead that, that comes from the Saints. I mean, I know that's a big left tackle, so I don't, I'm assuming he wouldn't be uh, in the Raiders' plans. But I think Morgan Moses would be a great right tackle p- uh, free agent pickup for the Raiders, and uh, he, he hasn't been talked about at all. So I, I think that they're doing just fine. Just my thoughts. Uh, DeMar says we got a couple callers, 702-365-9200. Who's up first? Jared in the 702. Jared, right here in Vegas. What's up, man? What's going on, Q? Chilling, man. How's it going? Chilling. Good. I got got two for you that burn in my head as far as on the bad end that I knew right away weren't going to work. For me... Larry, Larry Brown or whatever uh, the Cowboys uh, yes. Super Bowl MVP. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and then um, but my boy from Michigan. Uh, yeah, I knew that one was bad. But my favorite one that I thought was definitely, I don't know if I thought it was going to work out, but I just love the signing with Sap Warren Sap. Dog. Thank you, thank you for the call, my man. I do appreciate you. And when you go in, you go all the way in, huh? Boy, that made that made me jump out my skin, man. Man, good God. Desmond Howard, wow. Yeah, hey, you know what? I was excited about Desmond Howard, not so much about Larry Brown. I remember when Larry Brown uh, was signed, I thought, oh, that's going to be terrible. Desmond Howard I was excited about because I thought they were going to have really good field position all the time. I thought he was going to be able to create really good field, field position, and, well, we all know it didn't really work out very well. And then when it comes to Warren Sapp, I'm not going to lie, that was another guy that I thought was going to be uh, a, a good pickup. I remember being excited about that for a quick second. A quick second, and then I realized that it really wasn't. Then I think I saw him around town a couple times and uh, actually heard from him, and that has nothing to do with his play on the field. But I was just kind of like, eh, yeah, he's not really that cool. (laughs) He's not really that cool. What do you mean not that cool? You mean like towards people? Yeah. Just like, okay. Yeah, he wasn't. He was not a he was not a cool dude. But, you know, he and again, he wasn't he didn't. When he showed up with the Raiders, he didn't play at the level that everyone expected him to play. Everyone was expecting him to be Hall of Fame Warren Sapp, where he wasn't 
Hall of Fame Warren Sapp. But that's that was a really good one. Uh, I know this was a trade, but I, I was excited about the the Randy Moss trade too. I thought Randy Moss was going to be the dude. Now again, that was a trade. I just thought he was going to be the dude for years. Like the Raiders finally got them something, and well, we all know it didn't work. It worked out for one year, but it didn't work out after that. Uh, let me go back to the Salmon Ash text line six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. Muhammad in Oakland. Uh, yeah, Muhammad in Oakland says, I like D'Angelo Hall. I was very happy to get him, but it never worked out. The one I hated the most, LaMarcus Joyner a few years ago against Muhammad in Oakland. And uh, yeah, D'Angelo Hall, remember he was teaming up with uh, Namdi Asamoa. They were going to be uh, some shutdown corners for years to come, in my opinion. Man, those were going to be some real good guys. What did he play for the Raiders? About eight games? I think he played eight games for the Raiders, and I think he had some good interceptions. That eight time. games, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Eight games. He had some good interceptions, a couple good interceptions here and there, but, man, he did not live up to that billing. and then ended up going to Washington, played pretty well. He couldn't play um, He couldn't play press man coverage. He was, it was, Namdi was in press man coverage on one side of the field, and D'Angelo Hall was lined up in zone. Like it, was, it was so funny just to see the way that it was set up, and he just he, – he was not the dude. He was not the dude. If you watch that, uh, I know you don't watch Hard Knocks, but that nope. clip with him and DeAndre Hopkins, oh, that, that was good. showed all the press coverage that he could do. That's, no, that was, that was good. You that know was what I'm good. talking yeah. about? Oh, yeah, one. yeah, yeah. I remember that. That was that big fight. That was a good one. I like that. So, uh, yeah, but D'Angelo Hall was another one that I thought was going to be a really, really good player, but it uh, just didn't turn out to be one for the silver and black. So I got a couple more texts that I'll get to real quick. How about – uh, astronaut Raider. I don't care about JC Jackson going to the chargers. Hunter Renfro still going to cook them all day. Next LOL. That's from astronaut Raider. I like that. Was that, that was old mailman Raider, right? They're formerly mailman Raider. Hey, hold on, man. I like, I like, I, I kind of like the parcel services better. We don't have a whole lot of astronauts that listen to the show. He's following his dreams, baby. That's right. That's right. Now go on be astronaut Raider. We're going to still consider you Mailman Raider at the same time. Until you become an astronaut officially, then we'll say you're Mailman Raider, a.k.a. Astronaut Raider. And if you do make it to the astronauts, if you do make it to space, then I think we're taking it to another level. We take it to the show to space, man. That, that'll be okay. I like how you said make it to the astronauts like it's a team. <laughs> you got signed. Well, I, mean, I made it to the astronauts, I mean, baby. It's, a, it's a club, man. It's a club. You know what I mean? It's not Everyone's not an astronaut. You know, it's a club. <laughs> Yo, mailman Raider, formerly mailman Raider. Yeah, astronaut Raider. Trying to make it to the astronauts. Trying to make the team, man. Trying to make the squad. Get signed by the astronauts. 702-365-9200. Who's up next? Charles in Kentucky. Charles, what's up, brother? In hey, Kentucky, he's got some uh, basketball on, in his mind. Hey. What's up, brother? So, look. So, even if we got J.C. Jackson, I thought we were still in trouble, man. And I, I thought we were the worst team in this division as soon as we let our whole defense go. We're not the worst defense. We don't have a defense. I don't understand... We have no defensive line. We let Casey Hayward go. I don't see any hope in this team this year. I, you know, I'm not appalled taking a few steps back and then a few steps forward. But you got to look in the mirror so we don't go back to that long ten year streak and keep trying to patch holes to get into the playoffs just to lose one game. This team, this team's in a little bit of trouble. And you know, the other thing I don't understand is how the Chargers can have 12 stars signed who are high paid stars and still have millions and millions of dollars of salary cap room. We got Max Crosby and Colton Miller. Derek Carr's underpaid. Waller's underpaid. Where is all our cap space? I don't. I'm, I'm just. My mind is boggled on this. We got one player we paid. The Chargers got Khalil Mack paid big. Bosa paid big. Derwin paid big. And now they signed J.C. Jackson. And NFL Network says, "Oh, they got a lot of cap space left." Who the hell? Why don't we only? We have one star. Max Crosby paid. That's it. I, I'm so confused. But I just think that I uh, hope that we don't just try to push forward with what we got. When sometimes it's better. To do, you know, we got better when McKenzie said, "Hey, I'm going to clean this 
up and start over again. I'm not appalled for doing that, just to, just to go and just lose every year. And, and as far as I'm concerned, you know, I've been watching the Raiders for 40 years. I, I used to expect Super Bowls not to go to Cincinnati and lose a damn playoff game. Is that, is that really, as Raider fans, where we're at? We're bound to that level. We're like, hey, we just want to get to the playoffs and lose, and we're happy. I'm not happy at all with that. No, hey, good, yeah, good call, man. Good call. I appreciate you. No, I don't think anyone's happy with the Raiders going to the playoffs and losing, and I don't think that that was the end-all, be-all goal. And honestly, I said it all the time. I think they should have beat the Bengals. I, I think they should have beat the Bengals every time they played them this past year, you know, when they played them at Allegiant Stadium and when they played them in Cincinnati. But they didn't. Um, I think that a lot of people were happy to see them get to the playoffs because, well, it's been so long since they've been to the playoffs. You know, it's been since 2016, and that wasn't even really a real playoff berth just because you knew you didn't have Derek Carr. Uh, before that, it had been a very long time since they had been in the playoffs. So I think that a lot of people just wanted to see that. And, and one thing, like you said, you've been watching the Raiders for 40 years. I've been watching the Raiders not quite 40 years, but just about. But my son's only 18. He ain't been watching the Raiders for 40 years. So that's really the first time that he's actually seen the team in the playoffs. You know what I mean? That he remembers. 2016, again, didn't count. You know, and so there's a lot of young fans that just want to see the team make the playoffs. So they knew that everything that we've been saying about the team, we weren't just blowing smoke. That, hey, they, they are a team that can go to the playoffs and they can make some moves. Now, was that enough? No. No, of course. And that's why I don't think they're in as much trouble as you think defensively. I think they've got some players. Max Crosby's a damn good player. Unique Ngakwe is a damn good player. You've got Nate Hobbs. He's a damn good player. Trayvon Merrick's a damn good player. you got Denzel Perriman in another year. You, can, you know, obviously there's still additions that they need to do. I think that they need a big... Nose tackle that can push the pocket. They, regardless who it is, they just need someone in the center of that defensive line that can really uh, push that pocket. You know, collapse that pocket. There's pieces there to like, though. So that's why I don't think that it's a big Reggie McKenzie. You got to tear the whole thing down. You got to get a hundred and something million dollars worth of cap space. And remember what he did with that. Remember what he did with that hundred and something million dollars worth of cap space when he had it. Some of those players should be on this list that you get on the show question. It is. He didn't do a damn thing. I mean, the first like two days, he didn't do anything. Everyone kept saying, like, hey, is Big Reg awake? Is he still asleep? Because remember there was that picture of him at the Combine, and I think it was actually his brother Raleigh. I'm not 100% sure because they're twins. I'm, I'm serious. But he was at the Combine, and he was asleep. And so when that free agency opened and the Raiders had the most cap space in the league, and he didn't do nothing. He just sat there and sat there and sat there, and he had a ton of money. He had all the money in the world. And to answer your question about the Chargers and why they still have money and why they're still able to do things, the biggest key, their quarterback is on a rookie deal. And the left tackle, rookie deal. Right. Derwin James, he misspoke there, also rookie deal. Right. See, that's, I mean, they, they have a window. And that's when, when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl. Exactly. Russell Wilson, rookie deal. If you can get this and capitalize while your quarterback's on a rookie deal, not while they're going into their third deal, and that's not a disrespect to Derek Carr, it's just the reality of it. It's his third contract coming up. He's going to have to get paid. You see what's going on with Patrick Mahomes. You see all the money he just got paid. You see all the money. Kirk Cousins keeps winning. I don't understand how he keeps cashing Shout checks. out to his agent. Man, I don't know what he's doing, but he's winning in life. Exactly. I think I've seen the, the number. It was like guaranteed money in Kirk Cousins' career, like over $220 million. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just stupid money. Just stupid money. So, again, uh, the biggest key with the Chargers is they have their quarterback and their left tackle and their, their deep safety on rookie deals still. So they can go and absorb Khalil Mack's contract. They can absorb a big contract for J.C. Jackson. And look, they'll they'll structure it and they'll they'll write it up just like what Jacksonville did with Christian Kirk. I mean, again, a $20 million signing bonus and a $1.5 million base salary, that's one way to navigate through the salary cap. Because again, one thing I'll tell you, the salary cap is, it's like a big kryptonite if you want it to be a big kryptonite. If you don't and you realize that you can manipulate it and move it around, that's exactly what you'll do. 
But I feel like, and I've said this for many years, and I know, as a matter of fact, Tim Brown said it as well, that teams that want to keep players in the mix will find ways to keep players in the mix. It's as simple as that. Teams that want players to stick around will find a way to make players stick around as far as getting them under the salary cap, one way or the other. When Derek Carr signed his deal back in the day and Gabe Jackson signed his deal, that didn't mean that the Raiders couldn't sign Khalil Mack. It's just the, the, the decision was made at some point to move on from him. That's just what it was. It's just reality of it. Because we see so often, like, Boyd years becoming a big thing. Mike Williams, he just re-signed with the Chargers as well. And it's right. just, ah, the way it's set up, it's actually a five-year $60 million deal, not the reported three-year $60 million deal. So like you said, if teams want it to work, they can make it work, and it's just us fans just, I'm not saying we're not smart enough, but we don't really know how they're doing all the cap gymnastics. Right. And, and we don't have to. Like you said, like Christian Kirk, what was that, base salary of right. $1 million? One point, yeah, exactly, but he got $20 million signing bonus. Got a text from East Bay Raider Gray here, favorite Free agent signing by the Raiders, Torrey James. Remember him? That was a really good one. Hated Javon Walker. Javon Walker became a victim of Las Vegas. Javon Walker became a victim of Las Vegas before becoming a victim of Las Vegas was a thing. He came to Las Vegas and got his tail whooped and got robbed and left out on the street. I mean, it was all bad. And really didn't want to be even in the league. He wanted to retire. He wanted to give back his contract. And and, uh, Al told him that he wanted him to – he had a vision for him. To be a, a great Raider wide receiver. Well, we all know that that didn't work out. Uh, Javon Walker, that was that was a bad one right there. Uh, Fargo Raider hit us up, and then we'll take a break. Q and Demon, Fargo Raider here. I like Vontez Burfitt, but that history in the league always dogging us. Killed that. Just win, baby. And I was never a fan of Vontez Burfitt. And people, I mean, people were so mad at me for kept for for me keep saying that's just going to be a bad signing. That's going to be a bad signing. And it wasn't even because of his reputation. It was because of his availability. If you go back and look at Vontez Burfitt's career, like he never played a full season. He never played a full season. And everyone was like, oh, he's going to be great. And I was like, he's not going to be available. And then, of course, he had the, 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 the reputation as well. And, and you knew the suspension was coming up. Now, when he got the suspension for the hit in, in, on the Colts tight end, that was over the top. That was a, like a lifetime achievement award that the league gave, which was BS. But, you know, and, and he hasn't played since. I mean, it's just reality of it. But if you go back and look at Vontez Burfitt's career, my biggest thing was the dude's not available very much. He's always injured. His one Pro Bowl season, his second year in the league. Right. Played and started in all 16 they, games. Yeah, exactly. And then the rest of the league. And then the rest of the time, it's like, what, 10 games, 11 games? Right after that Pro Bowl season, five. Exactly. After that, 10, yep. 11, 10, 7 with the Raiders, <laughs> four. Exactly. Exactly. But that- one year, $5 million, Q, it's, it's a steal. Yeah, well, it's a steal if he's not if he's on the field uh, playing. If he's not on the field playing, then it's a, it's a steal for him. Real quick, I doubt it was all guaranteed. Five million dollars, four games. Right, not bad. That's like D'Angelo Hall money. <laughs> Two twenty six at a time. When we come back, we'll be talking to Mike Sando from the Athletic. Talk all things free agency. This is Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. The legal tampering period for free agency has started earlier this morning. 
The new league year does not happen till Wednesday, so none of these deals could become official. But we have been talking about it hot and heavy here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. My man, Demont Cotton, and your boy Q. And right now on the phone lines, we have our guy from The Athletic, Mike Sando, on Twitter at Sando NFL. And, Mike, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. So far, with all the deals that you've been seeing teams and players come to agreement with, J.C. Jackson being one of the latest, five years, $82.5 million from the Chargers. Uh, first of all, what do you think about that, uh, that agreement, and, and what do you think about the the roster and the defense the Chargers are putting together. Yeah, you know, the Chargers are spending a little bit. And, uh, you know, the, the Khalil Mack one I'd put in a little bit of a different category because it's not like they have to give them a huge upfront signing bonus. They just kind of slide them in. But I think the J.C. Jackson move is a little bit outside what they might typically do with the upfront money. It looks like the average per year is is, you know, not just completely out of whack, but in that division, you've probably got to be making a move, especially if you feel great about your quarterback situation. He's on a cheap contract. Justin Herbert is. So I get it. I understand what they're doing. And and I think they had to do something defensively because, remember, last year, they brought in Brandon Staley. Everyone talked about the amazing scheme he brought, and they were terrible on defense. Right. So clearly they weren't going to fire Staley after one year. Uh, they need to fix the personnel. And it looks like they're listening to his voice in doing that. You know, Mike, we had a call right before you hopped on asking about the salary cap and the reason why certain teams like the Chargers are able to go out there and land the big fish when a team like the Raiders are still kind of sitting back and waiting to, to pounce on a, on a player or two. Why, does, why do teams or how do teams figure out how to get these guys under the salary cap? What is the, what is the method to the madness? Well, I mean, the salary cap, most teams, if you have a roster that has holes on it, you're not going to be way over the right? The, the teams that are usually have the cap issues, I mean, the Green Bay is really struggling to get a bunch of stuff underneath the cap. Well, that's because they've got Devonta Adams, the best receiver in the game. They've got Aaron Rodgers, maybe the best quarterback in the game. And they've got a bunch of other guys that have already been paid. I think for most teams, um, you do have the flexibility to do it. The question is, what happens when you pay your quarterback a lot of money, then it can become challenging. And you see some teams like Atlanta, they're, they're struggling and redoing deals. New Orleans obviously has been playing that game for a long time. And, and uh, a team on the other end like Seattle just unloaded their quarterback so they can do whatever they want. They want to pay their safety, that sort of thing. So it's just a puzzle. And usually you can do, if you really want to do something, you can find a way into the cap. But as those deals start to pile up, um, it gets harder, and then if you make mistakes in personnel and your best players are not the ones with the biggest contracts, you can really feel hamstrung. Talking right now with Mike Sando from The Athletic on Twitter, at Sando NFL on Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. My man demond has got one for you. Yeah, Mike, with Christian Kirk getting that big deal and almost resetting the market, is that something that we should look forward to, even slot receivers getting paid that much? Or is this just an anomaly and Jacksonville is overpaying for a guy? Yeah, I mean... If you're paying on the first day of free agency, you're probably overpaying, but I would like to look at the, that deal when it comes in and just see what the structure is, see what the true commitment is, see when they can get out of it. Um, I don't think that we're going to have slot receivers with modest production setting the market routinely, so I'm a little bit skeptical on that until we see what the, the actual uh, numbers are. But I do think the cap is going to be going up in the next couple of years, and we will see some inflation on that. Uh, but I just don't see a bunch of teams running out and paying Christian Kirk. 
Right, exactly. And, and look, if you're Jacksonville and you've got all the all the salary cap space, you, you might as well spend it. You know, you might as well go ahead and, and get the guy that you want to try to give yourself an opportunity. Obviously, they've addressed the offensive line and they've also addressed, uh, you know, uh, the wide receiver position as well. And I'm sure that they're not done. They still have some more work to do. Now, what about a wide receiver like Jarvis Landry, who uh, the Browns, they just traded for Amari Cooper over the weekend. They gave Jarvis Landry an opportunity to get traded. It didn't happen. They released him. Are you hearing any teams that would be interested in him and, and do you think what tier level of a wide receiver do you think he's at at this point in his career? Um, to me, he's just solid veteran. I haven't heard that he's going anywhere or has anything like that. But he's a he's a a solid veteran who seems like a tough player and and isn't going to stretch the field and have a bunch of explosive games. But seems like a pretty reliable uh, pass catcher. I kind of like how he plays uh, uh, the game. But you know, he signed a really big deal in free agency. So when, when you do that, then you get to the back end of that. Uh, it can work against you, especially for him. He's what is the last couple of years? Maybe he hasn't been paired with the absolute best quarterback, and his production's come down, and he's averaging 11 yards a catch. And here you go. the The balance it doesn't line up. The production doesn't line up with what you're getting paid, and the team decides to move on. But I think he can be uh, a good veteran receiver uh, for somebody. Now that Tom Brady couldn't decide to stay home and he's officially unretired, does that change anything with his contract, the way it's set up with the Buccaneers, or is it just the same deal that he was already going to have this upcoming season? Uh, well, he slides in under the deal that he had uh, existing. I don't know if they're going to change it. Maybe they maybe they are thinking of change. I think it's the least of their worries, really. I mean, they yeah, they brought him, they get him back, and now they get to have their team together. So. Um, I don't think the contract for him has never been a huge deal. Um, you know, he he cared about having the exit, the ability to get out in New England. He got that. But uh, you could see something. It wouldn't surprise me if they did something. Because remember, when he did his current deal, I think he was uh, adding a year for cap purposes when, when he added this year. So maybe they do something. I don't expect a commitment by either side beyond this season because he probably wants to keep open his options. Talking right now with Mike Sando here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. Earlier this morning, we heard about Devontae Adams saying he's not going to play under the franchise tag. I don't blame him. There's no reason for him to. Do you think that Green Bay is behind the scenes right now? We've seen a few moves that they've made releasing and signing players. Do you think that they're working that that deal out where they can get underneath the salary cap, get him signed to that long-term deal, and have that running buddy for Aaron Rodgers? Oh, yeah, but I think they're up against it because uh, Rodgers hasn't signed his deal either. So you could see those two guys, good friends, good teammates, uh, playing off one another, right? Hey, I'm not doing this until we we got to have Devontae here, right? Right. Mm-hmm. right. Uh, those sorts of things. And uh, lots of things get said right now, and they have until Wednesday to be compliant for the cap. So hopefully for them, you would think he's such a good player. There's no real question marks with him, right? I mean, you don't have a concern about Devontae Adams. He's everything you want to receiver to be so i would think you you do uh, a big number at the top of the market and and try to make the cap fit for you now so that you can get rogers in and do all together so you know we're a long ways off from him sitting out games because he's not playing on the franchise tag right even if he gets tagged there's time right if he gets even if he's going to have the tag for into free agency there's still time to get the deal done until july 15th which how could you not want to do a deal um with Devontae Adams. Now, he may want to watch and see what's happening with Rodgers, right? There's all kinds of mm-hmm. dynamics in play here. I think if push comes to shove, though, if a franchise tags whatever, $20 bucks, that's a lot to, to not go to work for, though. You know, I don't know how many people could leave $20 million on the table, even if you were mad. Right. 
I agree. I agree 100%. And, you know, I know we haven't really looked at the structure of Christian Kirk's contract, but just looking at the raw numbers and then thinking about Devontae Adams, again, totally different positions as well. But how do you think that that affects what his asking price is going to be now? Well, I think everybody's eyes perked up. We've seen players. Uh, Jalen Ramsey was like, wait, the guys I'm locking down are making more than me now, right? <laughs> so, I mean, everybody's paying attention to that. Uh, I think anytime somebody who is not a great player gets close to great player money, it helps the great players. Then right. they're going to try to push it up a little bit more, complicates it for the team. But I think the structure of Devontae Adams' deal will be much more robust, right? I mean, he's going to get more fully guaranteed money up front. It's not going to be the same type of a contract, Um it probably more gets your attention than anything. I don't know. It's like it's going to come in. I don't think he's coming in above where Devontae Adams is. So that would be complicating if his deal is worth $25 million. You know, Then you'd be saying, okay, I need to be making what? Uh, but he, I think his deal's under. Kirk's deal will be under. It's just more than what we thought Kirk was going to get. Right. No, you're right about that. Absolutely. We're talking all things free agency right now with Mike Sandel from The Athletic here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Demond, go ahead. All right, Mike, so with all the quarterback movement that may be going around, Deshaun Watson don't want to, you know, the legal stuff aside, and I think if anybody signs him, they should make him at least give an apology or at least go to therapy. I just want to say that off the bat. The man needs therapy. Okay, anyway, (laughs) but do you see any team that's in the market to get him, or who would have the best package to offer the Texans? It seems like Carolina is the most desperate team. And you look at their situation with Matt Rule coaching for his job. Now, I don't know if that makes them attractive to Watson. He's got the no-trade clause, so he can pick where he wants to go. He may decide that, you know what, New Orleans is where I want to go. I play indoors, uh, you know, better roster, those sorts of things. Uh, but you would think those two teams with an edge towards Carolina in terms of what they're willing to give up, just a lot of moving parts because Watson has a lot of control over um, – he can just decide there's one team he wants to go to. Well, that sort of takes away the bargaining power for Houston, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you have a bidding war if there's only one team bidding? Uh, that happened a little bit with Seattle. They were still, they were able to get a pretty good return on Wilson because they could have at least kept Wilson. I don't think anyone's expecting Houston to keep Watson, right? So that really, to me, makes it, me think that I'll be surprised if they get the package they want, the three number one picks and all that. Remember, his salary this year is $35 million, so... What are they going to do? Sit him down and pay him thirty-five million? That's a, that's hard for me to believe too. Right? No, I agree with that hundred percent. That's that's the that's the thing that gets me is that salary is just massive this year for Deshaun Watson. And you know, again, we we found out about the criminal charges. There won't be any. We found that out on Friday. But he does have those twenty-two civil suits that he still has to take care of. I mean, any team that trades for him, Mike. I mean, to me, I feel like they've got to have all kind of little asterisks in the contract. They've got to do all kind of things just to protect themselves. How do you think that this shakes out? And do we expect some kind of suspension know. from the league to, to come down soon? There's got to be some kind of a suspension. I'm with you talking about the accountability and at what point. You, you don't have to admit that you did all the things you're accused of, but don't you have to at some point say you could have handled this or that better? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm just amazed. you know. And I think this. I'm noticing this with multiple quarterbacks. Carson Wentz never once says, hey, my bad, I could do better. I let the team down, right? Mm-hmm. Never once right. in his whole thing. The owners basically has no quarterback lined up to replace them and wants them out. And Carson's like, you know, hey, you know, wish him well. And I just see that with uh, I just see that with people in general. Where's the accountability? Deshaun Watson stands there and doesn't take any responsibility that he could do anything better. So maybe that's part of his next deal with somebody. And he can, that when it happens, he'll sit there at the press conference and say, hey, 
uh, I've grown up a lot, or I'm I'm working through this, working through that. But I, I think it's I think it's been tough this whole time to envision being a general manager sitting down there and saying, "Hey, uh, Charlotte, this is our new man, right?" It's a it's the quarterback. It's right. You have to have some of that stuff resolved in some way. I would think so. I really would. But I mean, here we are, you know, and they're talking about yeah. teams that are making the moves or trying to make the moves. And I'm just kind of sitting back at a, in amazement in all of this. But uh, hey, we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. And Mike, uh, this is fantastic stuff. Just got one more question for you. The Raiders missed out on J.C. Jackson. He's going to the Chargers. Uh, what about Stephon Gilmore? He, to me, was almost like option B for the Raiders, having a guy, a shorter term contract, but still a guy who could play. What do you think the market for Stephon Gilmore is going to look like? Oh, it's really, really interesting because he was such a big uh, money guy before, and I, th- I think he's got to be a, a little bit wary now, right? The last two years, he's played a total of 14 games, and now he's, what, 31 years old? Uh, he'll be, yeah, he'll be 31. He's 31 and will be 31 this season. So I don't think he gets back to, to the level that he was at before, and he may be the type of person that if I were a team, I might wait a little bit mm-hmm. rather than pay the premium price and, and take them up uh, among the top cornerbacks. Just see what's out there in the market, I think, is what I would do. Yeah, uh, like you said earlier, uh, anyone who's signing the guy on day one is definitely going to be overpaying. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. that's just that's what free agency is, right? That's just kind of what it is, overpaying for players that you weren't able to go out there and make the draft uh, or, or go uh, address in the draft when you had an opportunity to. So, uh, Mike, fantastic stuff as always, my man. What do you got coming out on The Athletic that we should be on the lookout for? Um, you know, we've got a ton of free agency stuff this week. I think we were, we're putting together a roundtable this afternoon with me and a few colleagues. So nice. we'll be breaking down all the top deals. Well, we'll be paying attention uh, for sure. And, uh, Mike, we do appreciate your time as always. Have a great day and enjoy this crazy off season. Hey, thank you. All right, there he goes. Mike Sando from The Athletic uh, does a fantastic job covering the NFL at Sando NFL on Twitter. And definitely check out his work on The Athletic. If they're going to do a roundtable, I'm all ears. I'm all eyes. I know Vic and, and company, uh, Tashawn and all them, they get together and they'll do a lot of good stuff together in a, in a big setting, and it's always really good. So uh, not paid to talk, talk about The Athletic, but, hey, go ahead and give them, a, give them a follow. Check out their work because they do a great job. 244 is the time. We'll come back, take your calls and texts, close out hour number one. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Bill Romanowski, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. Boom. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Now I know we're going to ask him tomorrow to speak on this in a little bit lengthier conversation, but on Twitter it says, Per McLean on NFL, speaking to John McLean from the Houston Chronicle, Deshaun Watson has rejected the Seahawks. Now he has a no trade clause, so any team that wants him can't just get him. He can say no to them. And according to John McLean, the general... He said no to the Seahawks. That's kind of surprising to me. It's kind of surprising. It is. There's certain teams I can say, okay, I get it. You know, like the Washington football team. I can see him saying, no, nah, no thanks. Don't want to go there. But with their history, they'd be a perfect fit. Would they? I mean, I get what you're saying, kind of being funny. But I, I wouldn't want to go there. After seeing what happened to RG3, I wouldn't want to go there as a quarterback. I just wouldn't. That whole organization... And I'm not saying the RG3 was the greatest thing ever, but man. They ruined his career. They absolutely ruined his career. Uh, I I don't think I'd want to go. Honestly, I don't think I'd want to go to Cleveland if I was him. And I'm not trying to dog on Cleveland, but it just seems like, I mean, is that where right? Yeah. You know, there's always something going on. You know, even though they do have a new wide receiver in Amari Cooper, I don't know how that's going to work out. 
he's not the greatest uh, cold weather quarter or uh, wide receiver there is. Don't matter if the quarterback can't get you the ball. Well, then I guess he's just going to be out there running with exactly. <laughs> uh, where else would I not want to go? Um, I mean, Jacksonville already has a quarterback, so you can't yeah. say them. There's not too many places that I wouldn't want to go. I mean, hell, there's only 32 jobs. Maybe the Jets, but I remember last season before all of this really got thick. Yeah, like the Jets were one. He'd he'd want to go to the Jets, right? I don't know why. It's New York, the market. You know, go to the market. I can see him going to want to be the Giants, uh, part of the Giants, just because of you know it's the Giants and they need a quarterback bad. Daniel Jones obviously is not the answer, but I don't know. But strange to see. And again, I'll ask John McClain that when he joins us tomorrow. He joins us every single Tuesday at 3 o'clock. But we also want to hear from you, Raider Nation. Uh, want to hear your thoughts on the Raiders not landing J.C. Jackson. Uh, sounds like they were in the running. Sounds like it got really close. And also want to hear what your favorite Raiders free agent signings were. And what's the signing that you hated the most? 702-365-9200. Also the Salmon Ash text line at 69187. Keyword R&R. Gangsta, gangsta. You're up first. Gangsta Raider, what's on your mind, brother? Hey, what's happening, y'all? Chilling. Um, I want to talk about the disappointing uh, free agent signings because I was excited at first. Remember when we first got Corey Littleton? And <laughs> yep. I called, when I called in, I was like, finally, we finally spending some money in a linebacker position and mm-hmm. woot this. And yep. you see how that turned out. Yep. You know what I mean? And the one I was excited about, though, even though it was short-lived, was Bowman. Remember when we bought Bowman in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was midseason. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and he was doing good. I think, I think he got hurt or something, didn't he? Yeah, he he was hurt early, and then, yeah, and he didn't play very long for the Raiders. But, yeah, he was a good – He actually, what, he get their first interception that year? Yeah, we didn't have no picks <laughs> until he got it. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I just hate when he went down, but that was one of my favorite um, acquisitions or whatever. But remember when I was telling y'all last year that I guarantee y'all Watson wasn't uh, going to receive any criminal charges because I read over the complaints and it was nothing criminal. You know what I'm saying? And also, yep. I, um, I told y'all that, oh, he wasn't going to face nothing. It was all like um, civil stuff or whatever. And Because um, mm-hmm. I study law. I used to want to be a lawyer. And going back to your interview with Max Crosby, after hearing that interview, like astronaut Raiders say, he says he want to go be an astronaut. I'm like, I'm going to go back and go back and be a lawyer. I got to get a couple of um, my cases expunged or whatever. But I'm finna go on and um, go on and be a lawyer, be um, the young Johnny Cochran like I was supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? There you go. And I'm motivated by the interview with Max. And also, third thing, I think since we missed out on um, J.C. Jackson, we need to go get Gilmore and the Honey Badger. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Them two will sure up our defense. And also, if we, um, I don't know what's going on with Fireline. If we bring Fireline back and also get another, like, um, interior lineman that's going to disrupt the um, the middle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And okay. also, on offense, if we don't trade for D.K. Metcalf, I think we should go get Cordell Patterson and bring him back. You know what I'm saying? That's all I want to say. And uh, that was a great interview you did with Max. And like I said, I'm going to go back to law school just because of that, you nice. know what I'm saying? Nice. I tell astronaut Raider, he impart, he, 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 his um, comment kind of inspired me to go back to law school and, you know, pursue my dream of being a lawyer, you know what I'm saying? So that's all I want to say, you know, so let me give it up for y'all one more time. Raiders! You know how we do. Keep it gangster, y'all. I'm gone. There he goes. Gangster Raider right there. Appreciate you, man. And, hey, look, that's exciting, man. Uh, astronaut Raider and Gangster Raider both, uh, you know, want to want to pursue their dreams, you know, based off an interview that they heard here on the radio station. That's awesome. I love it. I really do. I ain't mad at all, man. You got Gangster Gangster and you got uh, Astronaut Raider now. We, we, we out here doing some things, tomorrow. We doing Inspiring some things. Inspiring the people. Hell, we should have got on the radio earlier. You might have been a little taller.
<laughs> he could have been like Skilo, man. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. Didn't have to go there, right? Hey, man, you should have seen me yesterday, man. Went out. Were you went, balling yesterday? Went, went over to UNLV. Come you on. You know, back to the old stomping grounds. Okay. What'd you, you know? do? What'd you do on the stomping grounds besides stomp? <laughs> Boy. <laughs> We lost the first game, had to get warmed up. But besides that, no L's were taken after. No, uh, what did you do? How did you contribute? Yo, it was locking cats up. Okay. Dropping them off. Okay. Yo, you get me right there at the elbow, that sweet spot. Okay. You get me right well, man, it was cash money. Who were you playing against? I don't know. You know, some dudes. <laughs> it's spring break, so I ain't saying that the, the real hoopers are out. It was spring break on a Sunday. What you want from me? Give me one more call, man. Give me one more call. Who we got up next, dog? ABA Ivan Davis. Welcome to the show, man. <laughs> Hey, how's it going? Thanks for taking my call. Man, you guys have way too much fun. You man. ain't lying. <laughs> man, y'all be doing some things. But, man, what about the San Diego Chargers? I guess they going for it now. I just got a quick question. Is the, uh, the quarterback's on a rookie deal, isn't it? Yep, yep. Yep, yep. That's how they can get away with it. They're going to pay the price for it. They're yeah. going for a Super Bowl right now. Because in the next few years, just like Chicago, I called it. I said, man, they're going to have to give back up. Mm-hmm. They're going to be able to pay that. Once they have to start, but luckily the Bears didn't have have boo boo quarterback. Right. So they were just they were just lucky. You know, I guess maybe they thought they was gonna always have a boo boo quarterback. But uh, anyway, I mean, I don't know what what do you do with that? Okay, I mean, I don't know if you build an offense or defense because you are gonna have problems either way it go. You can't put up enough points because they're just not that defense is gonna be too good. Or you can just go defense and just lock people up and hope that you do enough. And so it's a catch twenty two. Right. But, uh, we got we got to do something. I guess me, I just stick with defense win championships. I would just, I would just really stick with defense. One thing it does guarantee is that Derek Carr goes nowhere. You can you can't afford to trade him now. I don't care if they offer you five first, well maybe five first rounders. I might still do it. <laughs> but other but other than that, I mean it's, I mean some out, outland. It's got to be something that just you know turn over the graveyard. Right. You know type trade. I mean so everybody needs to stop. If you don't Derek Carr, just get you a you know, a, a box of tissues and just wipe your eyes or something and, and just and just get used to it because he ain't going nowhere. He can't go nowhere now. Right. All right. Hey, great call, man. I appreciate you. It's good to hear from you. And, you know, uh, Gangster Raider brought up a really good point about, and we were talking about free agent signings that you really liked and then ones that you didn't really like. And he brought up Corey Littleton. Of course, Corey Littleton, uh, the Raiders signed him, and he was a, a linebacker that you thought, okay, he's going to be able to, to go and 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 uh, cover the running back out of the backfield, going to be able to cover the tight end. And he wasn't that piece. So, And I'm not saying this as, you know, like a sour guy that, oh, the Raiders didn't land their guy, so he probably isn't that good anyway. Just because it looks good, because Corey Littleton looked great. I think everybody in Raider Nation was excited when he got signed. Just because it looks good don't mean it is good. That's why it's so – free agency is so tough because you really don't know what you're getting. Like Christian Kirk, we mentioned him. He had one year of over 900 yards. The last year happened to be his contract year. I mean, you know how things work out? So I'm not saying J.C. Jackson because he's he's been – consistent the last three years i mean the dude's had 20 something uh, interceptions the last three years so he's been consistent but just because it looks good on paper don't mean it is good and don't mean that he's gonna end up being that end-all be-all dude doesn't mean that khalil max is gonna be the end-all be-all dude now again it looks really good on paper it looks like they're putting together a hell of a defense but they still got to make it all work so uh, that's part of it you can go get the players but you've got to also turn it into execution and, and make those guys fit with what you're trying to do 258 at a time love to hear from you 702-365-9200 also the salmon ash text line at 69187 keyword r&r we'll come back kick off hour number two with uh, cover three nfl news and notes today this is rare nation radio 920